The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series created by Mercedes Lackey and Steve Lippin. Presenting Book 2, The Hunt. When Push Comes to Shine, Part 2. Written by Mercedes Lackey and Steve Levy. Read by Veronica Jagger. Tesla was certain that this morning, Belladonna and the CCCP Virago had not been on his appointment calendar. But suddenly, they were in his trailer, crammed between a visit from the FBI liaison and a city planner. With them was a cringing blonde girl with her eyes full of file folders. She had an echo uniform, so he didn't give her more than a curious glance before settling on the two attention grabbers. Gred Savior wore what must be her dress uniform, a sharp military cut with epaulets and long gloves, and an anachronistic sickle and hammer emblazoned on her sleeve. She smirked at him as a wolf might to its noontime meal. Mr. Tesla, so good of you to see me. I cannot fault Southern hospitality. Without being invited, she took a seat. I am being sure you know your employees who accompany me. Belladonna grimaced. For the record, I am an increasingly uncomfortable employee. And right now, you are not going to like what we have to tell you. I can only imagine... Tesla said with a sigh. A gloom settled over him, the inevitability of confrontation. Since the fool attack, his days largely consisted of teeth-grinding arguments. Red Savior put out a hand, into which Vicky placed a file folder. The Russian opened it, and, after a dramatic pause, read out, We are the bonds of impossible creatures who move us on their chessboard with invisible hands. Tesla must know. Eisenfaust's last words to Walter Slick, retrieved by Belladonna Blue herself. He strove to control his expression. That's interesting. What's interesting, Bella snapped, is that you didn't see fit to share it with the leader of the second largest non-profit metahuman organization on the continent. Or this. She took another file from the blonde and slapped it down in front of him, open. It showed an autopsy of one of the Area 51 aliens. A real one, extricated from full trooper armor. Or this! Another file, this one dating back to World War II. He didn't have time for more than a glance before it was the Russian's turn. I'm hurt, comrade. So much to learn from each other. Yet you never stopped by for tea. It appears you have no trouble learning my secrets, Commissar. Should I be upset that you subverted two of my own to steal intel? Belladonna flushed a dark blue. Steal? This is something you should have been sharing in the first place. Jesus, Clooney Frog, haven't you figured out now that the old rules don't work anymore? For God's sake, look around you. She waved her hand. Your HQ is toast. Two-thirds of your people are dead, and you have no idea where the goons that did it came from or where they went. But you can bet your last dime they are going to be back. Tesla glared at her as she emphasized her tirade with dramatic gestures and made a note to have her fired at once. 
The last thing he needed was a girl young enough to be his daughter second-guessing what was becoming an increasingly difficult balancing act. Red Savior's eyes turned to cold steel as she watched him squirm. What about the National Intelligence Agencies? FBI? NSA? CIA? You are keeping them in the dark also? We concluded that this intel was not critical to the current line of investigation into the whereabouts of the Thulian forces. It was the right decision. We didn't want to cloud the water with paranoid chatter. He pointed a finger at the blue girl. Or for that matter, get the tabloids in an uproar about E.T. throwing a Sieg Heil at our doorstep. You have a lot of nerve to make that decision for the organization. Bella became even more animated. Does she look like a tabloid reporter? Wake up, Tesla! This is your ally! Unless you want to alienate her altogether, it's time to play ball! Vic, lay it on him. The blonde cleared her throat nervously. In 1942, Gehring was approached by a creature who penetrated into his office without passing his guards or his receptionist. As she continued her story, Alex felt the hair on the back of his neck standing up as he spine replaced. As she continued her story, Alex felt the hair on the back of his neck standing up as his spine was replaced with ice water. And in order to prevent the detonation of an alien-designed atomic weapon in Moscow, Red Savior Sr. colluded with Ubermensch to arrange for the metahuman to assassinate Hitler and his top officials in their bunker. But then Ubermensch disappeared, and so did most of the other Nazi metahumans. My sources say that they were mostly subverted by the aliens we now know as the Thule Society. Presumably, they went wherever those ships came from. With a shaking, gloved hand, she put the folder on his desk and looked at the latest Red Savior, who inclined her head in approval. Tesla felt his heart sinking as Vicky confirmed what the intelligence agents of Metis had speculated upon for decades. Worse, he had strayed from the principles on which Echo was founded. Not for the protection of borders or property or politics or secret agencies, but rather the protection of people. For reasons that had become blurry, he had been keeping secrets from the wrong ones. He took a deep breath. New Hyperborea. The women all stiffened. He leaned forward, hands spread to show that he was ready to talk. We know the name of the fool capital, though not the location. I have agents working to uncover this information right now. You must understand, though, that this is not a simple matter of find the target and pull the trigger. The forces at work here are far, far more complex. What is being complex about massacres? Red Savior snapped at him. Those who brought death must meet the same. The first secret of the world is that comprehension dances away from our grasp every time. Shiva is both a creator and a destroyer. When he dances, there is no telling which way the dance will turn. The Americans blinked at him. Red Savior began to rise from her seat. You are mocking me, Tesla, and I am not tolerating it. 
I will tear down the rest of your campus if you are concealing information that will save lives. Her fist glowed slightly. So did the blue healer's eyes. And the little blonde sprouted a golden aura. Metahumans did not frighten him. Tesla met her angry glare. You're in over your head. No wonder you and my father got along so well. You are both chauvinist pigs who think you know better than the rest of the world. Your father knows you're unreliable, which is why he pawned you off on us. He expected that you'd amuse yourself with street fights and raids on crack houses. You should stay with what you know. Her father is a reactionary old rat bastard who's more interested in chasing women than actually thinking about the genie that got out of the bottle. Belladonna snapped. For better or worse, this red savior has her priorities right. Duh. And this red savior is the one who will be fighting alongside your operatives when the next blitzkrieg hits. You cannot choose your allies, comrade. The proletariat must put aside differences to stand together against oppression. If you do not understand that, then you are not worthy of position. Fire in the sky, the blonde murmured, looking a little dazed. She shook her head. Sir, you have an angel, a real angel, perched on the top of... I think that was Benjamin Franklin. No, no, Franklin said we must hang together or surely we will hang separately. The blonde seemed to have a good history book in her head, too. It's not mattering. Sentiment is correct. She offered a hand to Tesla. My CCCP is wounded, but not broken. I will give you everything I am having to give. Let us face common enemy together. Her eyes blazed with fervor. Tesla hesitated. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. You may miss your drug dealers and street thugs. Comrade, I survived the massacre that now has been named for me. I am afraid of nothing else. What are you afraid of besides failure? He grasped her hand. An uncertain grin spread across his face. Point taken. Then he turned to the two Echo operatives. I'll have to upgrade both your clearances. Tell what you're about to see in here doesn't even have a clearance. I don't think more than three people have ever seen these documents. He headed for the back wall and a safe. But that was when a single tone, like a deep resonating wind chime, sounded from inside his desk. He froze, then shrugged. Speak of the devil, he said to himself, and returned to the desk, which had been shipped via very special courier indeed when he actually had an office again. He gave the mouse from his computer three fast clicks. Computer and desktop dropped. The Metis communication device rose to take its place. The mouse had read his fingerprint and DNA, of course. It wouldn't do for anyone to be able to get at the device just by an errant mouse click. Two slender wires extended up, impossibly rigid, with a luminescent aura that stretched between them like slow-motion lightning blasting through the ocean. The crackles resolved into a human face, 
tanned and handsome and accustomed to petulance. A winged helmet topped blonde curls, and the monitor showed the man's bare shoulders. Mercury peered into the ether. Alex? Right here, and with friends. You can speak freely. I think I recognize the blue chick. Wow. Okay, listen. Things are weird here in Metis and getting weirder by the minute. I gotta tell you, Alex, there are at least a dozen Echo Ops better suited to spy crap than me. Tesla couldn't help but smile. You can't always choose your allies. What have you got for me? Red Savior leaned over. What is this metis? Hold on, Rick. Tesla took a deep breath. Every piece of technology with an echo stamp originated from Metis. Think of it as a family-run business, and we're the official DBA. Metis has been working for world peace beside... Metis has been working for world peace behind the scenes since the 40s. Guess again, Chief. Mercury shook his head woefully. Business ain't so good. What do you mean? Mercury looked over his shoulder in an overt display of paranoia. Your uncle's running interference for me so we can talk, but I have to make it quick, so listen up. He took a deep breath. Metis is on the fence with this one. Most of them actually don't want to get involved, even though they have intel on the bastards that would stop the war before it began. War? Is war now? Red Savior leaned forward despite Alex's hand on her arm. What do you know? I can't. Damn it, there's no time. Alex, you're on your own. Don't talk to anyone but Nicola and don't spill your plans. They won't help. No matter what I tell them, they won't help. What about Marconi? Can't he and Nicola... No good. This place is total Orwell. Like some weird soulless utopia for scientists. All they care about is data, you know. And they think it indicates that all-out war will be best for the future of humanity. Mercury's eyes glistened. Christ, I don't know what to do. Alex kept his voice calm. You're already doing it. Stay there and lobby for us. But Mercury raised his hand for silence. A hand covered with blood. He glanced around and then back to the screen long enough to make contact with eyes quivering with fear. Fear greater than that of individual death. Fear of helplessness. Then, in an inhumanly quick flash, he disappeared off screen. The background, cement laced with pipework, re-established itself. In seconds, jumpsuit-clad figures with glowing staves dashed past. Alex cut the connection. He sank back into his chair. That didn't look good, Belladonna said. Excuse me, Red Savior said. I am correct in thinking you mentioned names. Marconi and Nicola... Tesla? Yes. They're alive, but it doesn't matter. He buried his face in his hands. Everything he had counted on, everything he had thought was in his back pocket, had just been pulled out from under him. 
There would be no cavalry coming over the hill. Crushing despair pushed him down in his chair. He couldn't handle this. No way, he was just a CEO, for God's sake. He wasn't a... a general. He couldn't see any way out of this but Armageddon. Without Metis, we're screwed. Red Savior blew air out her lips. Save warning for old ladies. I am not knowing why this Metis is so important to fight against Fascista, but my plans never include them. It's no different now. The world was crashing in on him. Had been, in fact, since the attack when he realized that hidden forces at work had unsheathed their swords. It was the day that he and Metis had feared all along, and yet Metis somehow saw fit to let Echo and those it had found... It was the day that he and Metis had feared all along, and yet Metis somehow saw fit to let Echo and those it had been founded to defend face the onslaught alone. They were doomed, all of them. Was there any point to dragging this crazed woman down into his personal pit of hopelessness? She would arrive there soon enough on her own. You don't understand it at all, he muttered. I don't need to. It's not my job to be hopeless. Nor mine, sir. Belladonna's voice possessed a steely grit. Whatever covert ops you and Metis have been performing to halt this threat doesn't seem to have worked. The Thulians are still out there ready to strike again. If Echo has to go down in flames fighting them, then that's what we do. Fight until we can't go on. Red Savior nodded. CCCP is no stranger to sacrifice. It's actually in commission. She opened her palm as if cradling an invisible manual. Your people are ready to give up lives, comrade. Are you ready to lead them? Alex blinked at her. You make it sound easy. Dying is no work at all, it finds you. Important thing is what you do before you go down. She slammed the imaginary book shut. A good leader makes each soldier's sacrifice into a building block for victory. Her lips stretched into a thin smile. Russians are yet strangers to hopeless battles. And yet, we win them. Indeed. He sighed. A madwoman was giving him advice, and it actually made sense, which meant his situation was worse than he thought. The blonde woman cringed, her anxiety evident, and he could empathize with her all too well. Still, it was embarrassing to be lectured by the Russian exile and his own underling. And yet, they had hope. Hope and determination. For the moment, at least, that hope was filtering over to him. He stood on uncertain feet. I suppose you're right. I was leaning too much on Metis for guidance. I just assumed our interests and theirs had always intersected. That was my naivety at work. I don't see how any war against an organized, heavily armed metahuman force can be won without Metis' assistance, but now I guess we'll find out. But he couldn't help wondering if this wasn't the last futile grasp for salvation that simply wasn't there before it all went down in flames.
We'll do it the way outmanned and outgunned people have always done it, Tesla, Bella said, her eyes blazing blue, her chin up. Like the Yanks against the Brits in 1776. Like the Russians in St. Petersburg against Napoleon, and again in Stalingrad against the Nazis. Like Churchill said, we'll fight them hard, and we'll fight them smart. We'll make them fight on our own ground in our terms. He knew better. He really knew better. And yet, at that moment, their determination, their sureness, swept him off his feet and like a wave that buoyed him up rather than crashed down on him, seemed to give him strength. If there was a shore to be carried to, then these two surely would bring everyone there. Belladonna looked like that Rosie the Riveter poster, and Savior like one of the propaganda on the wall of her own CCCP. They made him believe in them. He felt his own spine straightening with resolve. Now you are talking, Tovarich, Red Savior said, with her own eyes shining. We win, or we die. Now, let us be getting all cards on the house. Table. Table, then. The Russian leaned over Tesla's desk, and he was reminded again of how tall she was. Now, tell me what you have not been telling me before. There was cold steel in her voice, and iron in her gaze. It's time to stop running, and take the battle to enemy. Victoria Victrix Afterward So, that was how we found out about Metis, the Thulians, and the secret cities that had been operating under all our noses for decades. There were more secrets to come, of course. None of us knew about the March prophecies yet, except... There were more secrets to come, of course. None of us knew about the March prophecies yet, except Fata Morgana and Seraphim. Fata didn't understand them yet, and Seraphim wasn't talking. And I don't think even knowing about them would have made much of a difference to Bella and Savior. But if we had all known how sorely we would be tested and tried in the weeks to come, would we still have been as determined as we were that day? I don't know. But I'd like to think that we would, because the choice really was to fight, or to lay down and die. It was time for the hunt to begin.